1450 WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, of course, streaming 24 hours a day. Also at 103.9 on the FM dial in the Capital Region and 101.9 in Manchester. It is Kale and Company, and we are presented by Weed Family Automotive. They are conveniently located at 124 Store Street in Concord. You can call for an appointment right now, 603-225-7988, or you can even make your appointment online at theweedfamilyautomotive.com. And our guest on this edition of Kale & Company is our resident flick chick, that is Kitty Ray. I said it right. You did. I I, did. You know, I'm so proud of you. I I always have to think about her twice. Uh, but or at least twice. That's right. First show that uh, we have done together since the start of the new year, and certainly a lot has taken place, including uh, a number of celebrities uh, leaving us in late December or early January. Uh, Betty White, Bob Saget, uh, Sidney Poitier. Uh, a little bit later on in uh, January, the singer uh, Meatloaf passed away and comedian uh, Louis Anderson. So quite a few uh, significant mm-hmm celebrity deaths over the past uh, month or so, and we'll talk about that. But uh, first of all, uh, Sidney Poitier, uh, the, the first black to win Best Actor. He did it for Lilies of the Field back in 1963. Wow. Did you see that movie? You know, I don't, I don't think I ever yeah. did. I don't uh, think I did either. No, it's a little bit... Well, I can't say it's before my time. <laughs> yeah. I was around, but it wasn't uh, a movie that I had an interest in. Correct. At, at that, yeah, it didn't that have time. baseball in it. It or didn't anything have baseball like that, right? in it. No sports. It's, so, yeah, okay. Yeah, as far as I know, anyway. Yes. I, I don't know really much about it, but you know, now that it's been you know brought to our attention again because of his passing, uh, you know, maybe more people are watching it to see, uh, you know, in 1963, and it's a very significant. Uh, Milestone being the first black actor to win for Best Actor in a Motion Picture. Well, and you know, also February is Black History Month as well. So there will be a lot of, uh, you know, a spotlight on that as well. Yeah. 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 And, uh, of course, then uh, he went on to do, uh, I mean, he did many movies prior to that and then did many more after that. And, you know, he what a career that uh, Sidney Poitier had. I guess... You know, maybe the role that most know him for, I guess maybe you could argue, but uh, guess who's coming to dinner? Right. Which I had, did see that one. Yeah, I did too. Yes. And had uh, Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy. Right. And you know what? You know what I just found out today in doing a little research what? Uh, for this this program is that the, the woman who played Sidney Poitier's uh, girlfriend right. in, in that picture was the niece of Catherine Hepburn. Really? Yeah. What, do, I don't even remember her name. I do think you? it was Catherine Houghton, H-O-U-G-H-T-O-N. And she was the uh, the niece of oh, awesome. Catherine Hepburn. I, I never knew that, and I did see the movie, but uh, that was a significant, that was kind of a, uh, a movie that uh, was controversial. Oh, yeah, at, at for, the time. Sure, yeah. for sure. And you said what, 1967? 67. Yeah. Some, okay. people, some people call it the summer of love. You know what? I think it was. I've heard a couple people say that. 
I call it the impossible dream season oh, okay, myself. Okay. That, that's what I Folks, call it. Folks, we're going back to I, baseball I, now. I, I wasn't getting much love in 1967. <laughs> except for except, the love of baseball. Ex- except for the Red Sox. Yes, right, exactly. Right. That was the 67 impossible dream season. Can I tell you a secret, though? Yeah. I you have heard. Yeah. You want everybody to hear this now? I do. Okay. I'll say it so. Okay. Come a little closer. Okay. I don't want everybody okay. to hear this now. Hey, I have heard interviews with you and Tom Raffio. Yes. And you guys talk about 1967 like it was yesterday. What is up with that? I wow, uh, you know the memories. I, I could give you very few details of any Red Sox game that took place in 2021. Yes, or you know in recent <laughs> years, but 1967, everything is still very vivid. It's like you were, it's like it was yesterday. It is. It is. I can recall, you know, virtually uh, every player on that team. Uh, I can't say I recall every single game, but certainly a lot of the big highlights. I don't know. It it just seems that people's memories work that way, that they can't remember what they had for lunch, (laughs) but they can remember details of things that happened years ago. We're talking decades ago, folks. Hey, and I don't mean to digress here, but I'm going to. I'm going to. Hey, did Rico Petroselli play in night? Was he on that team? Yes, he was, okay. and, and played a very significant role. I mean, he was a terrific player for the Red Sox yes. in '67. And as you know, I have met him a number of times, and he's a super cool guy. And so he was on that team, right? Oh, he was, and awesome. in fact, uh, October first, nineteen sixty-seven. Oh boy, folks, the, sorry. The the Red Sox had had to win in order to even. Uh, think about uh, being in the World Series. Okay. And other things had to break, too, to prevent a playoff game uh, the next day, which would have been at Fenway Park. But the Red Sox had to win two games that weekend, September 30th and October 1st of 67. They won the Saturday game. George the Boomer Scott hit a big three-run homer in that Saturday game. And then the next day, they had to win October 1st. Okay. It was uh, Jim Lomborg for the Red Sox. The pitcher. Mm-hmm. Against Dean Chance, who was a great pitcher for the uh, Minnesota Twins at that time. And the Red Sox won it 5-3. to three, uh, on a, They scored all their runs in the fifth inning. The rally started on a bunt single down the third baseline by the pitcher, Jim Lomborg. Who went the distance? Now, now think about what I just said there. Okay. Jim Lomborg, the pitcher, led off the rally with a bunt single, mm-hmm. and he went the distance, folks. He went nine complete wow. innings. Wow! They did to that? win the game. Is well, that possible? At one Maybe time, that's the impossible. One time they did. <laughs> at one time they did, but you know, you're not going to see pitchers hit no. anymore. No. Uh, once this uh, collective bargaining business uh, oh, gets gosh. settled. You will probably see the universal DH, which means the DH in both leagues, not mm-hmm. just one anymore. Right. So you won't see any pitchers hit anymore. And you very, very, very rarely see a pitcher throw a complete game. Oh, wow. And both yeah. of those things happened wow. in that game. And the Red Sox won. Uh, Rico uh, was the man who caught the uh, final pop-up in that game off the bat of Rich Rollins of the Minnesota Twins. Rico Petroselli and Ned Martin said, and there's pandemonium on the field at Fenway. (laughs) People went down. Now, I did not go on the field that day. But you were there. I was there. Yes. In Section 19. Oh, my gosh. With my mother. And and two other things happened that day. I mean, that's probably 
Uh, That's how I remember the date of my oldest daughter's wedding, is the fact that it was on October 1st. It was uh, October 1st, 2011. (laughs) Uh, And uh, that's how I remember it, because I remember, you know, celebrating the the victory of the uh, Red Sox over the Minnesota Twins. But uh, two other things happened that day. Uh, First of all, uh, the game was televised on NBC. Okay. And one of the color commentators on the broadcast was the recently retired Sandy Koufax. All right. So he was on the field prior to the game. And uh, me and uh, a bunch of other people spotted him on the field, raced down to behind the <laughs> screen in an effort to get his autograph. And I did. You did. On, on the program. Now, Lord knows where it is now. Oh. But I had uh, Sandy Koufax autograph my Red Sox scorecard that day. Wow. And then when I was, my mother did not come down with me okay. to to uh, see Sandy. She stayed in her seat. Yeah. And I, as I was going back to my seat in Section 19, it was about midway up the grandstand, I saw a woman walking over who looked somewhat familiar. And, and she said, are you Kenny Kale? <laughs> and it was my... Third grade teacher, oh my gosh. Mrs. Murphy, who spotted me at this game. And she was really one of the teachers who encouraged me to write about sports and uh, talk about sports. I was always discouraged by teachers before that. But she was my third grade teacher, Mrs. Murphy, Jacqueline Murphy. And uh, I saw that that's the last time I saw her. It was October 1st, 1967 at that uh, Red Sox-Minnesota Twins game. And I was telling in a recent show I had uh, Charlie Sherman on with me, and okay, Charlie and yes. I were, were, were talking about uh, who we listen to in the Boston area and significant things that happen and how we get into sports and all that. And I told Charlie something that I uh, haven't told too many people in my life, and I, but, I, of course, I shared it with the KXL audience too. <laughs> and that is one day in Mrs. Murphy's class, I was wearing these, like, uh, tan pants, like tan khaki pants. Like khaki-like pants? pants, right. And I had a, a pen <laughs> in my hand, similar to the one I have now, uh, although it was a ballpoint pen and not a flare. But I was, I was <laughs> sitting there in the classroom one day, and uh, I wrote the entire starting lineup of the Boston Red Sox on my pant leg. Oh, my gosh, Kenny Kale. I'm calling you Kenny because of your <laughs> teacher, Mrs. Murphy, called you Kenny, if that's all right. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. And I told Charlie about that on, on a recent uh, edition of Kale and Company. And, oh, uh, my yeah. gosh. Well, you know, I used to write numbers down as well. But, but not on your pants. No, and no. it wasn't a baseball lineups. No. It was different numbers. Different numbers. I'm not going to uh, tell you. Uh, uh, <laughs> it must have been lottery numbers. <laughs> no. No. Uh, <laughs> Unless his name was Lottery. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. True confessions here today, folks, on Kale and Company on WKXL. And you thought you were going to talk about real movies. We're going to tell you some stories right here. Right. right. Before we get off sports, though, I just wanted to talk just real quick. When you said about the changing of of baseball in the sense of the pitchers not going, not, not hitting, uh, the whole right. cycle. Yeah. No, pitching. Or, or the pitching whole cycle. The, the whole game. Yeah. The whole game. Yeah, complete game. Or yeah. hitting. Yeah. About bunting. Is yes. it me or does it seem like there is that's, a not yeah, a lot of bunting going on in today's sure. baseball Cause, cause world? Bunting doesn't, I love that. doesn't get you thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, on your contract. 
It should. It yeah, should. It gets you on base sometimes it, it, or it, makes it, someone it, move over it, from first because, to second. And I'll tell you what. People talk about the shift yes. these days. And and the shift is when you have, you know, like just one infielder or sometimes none on, on the left side or the right side, but it's mostly the left side because you always have to have the first baseman in place. He can't go anywhere, really. Right. Uh, on the right side of the infield. So sometimes you, you see either one or no player on the left side of the diamond to defend the batter. Right. Depending on what the analytics say and where they should be playing. So you see a lot of shifting these days. Uh so my theory is, especially when they leave, you know, like third base totally unoccupied, and then maybe uh, the shortstop uh, was shaded very close or behind second base, and then you have the third baseman going out and playing short right field. Right. Well, you know, people say, oh, they should get rid of the shift. Get rid of the shift. I'll tell you the best way to get rid of the shift is, is. if players started bunting right. down that third base line they could make it to second base easily before that ball was even touched. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, the fact that players do not take advantage of that uh, is just I- I- incredible to me. And you very rarely see it. Right. You very rarely see it. And that's one way that the shift could be eliminated. Uh, I just, uh, I remember watching baseball uh, and listening. I We in my family growing up on, uh, as you know, a farm in Vermont, we used to, we're huge my family was huge uh, baseball. Red Sox, yeah. uh, walk, you know, we used to watch them and listen to them. But I remember how exciting it was to hear and to see those bunts. Yeah. It was like and today's world of three-pointers in basketball. Now, we have to say that was back in the 60s and 70s when right. you were listening to those games. Exactly. And that's when there was more frequent butting, bunting, bunting in, in yeah. games. No, yes. it's true. It's yeah. true. And and now, now you think they were caught off guard then. Now they have no clue Correct. how to play a bunt. Yes. You know, so, I mean, uh, it's just ridiculous yeah, that uh, teams, players do not take advantage of all this open space there is, uh, especially when it's on the left side of the infield. Yes. Yeah, and that's the, the shift you usually see. You usually see the shortstop going over, shading second base or right behind a second base. You usually see the third baseman go out to short right field. Uh, you know, most of the... What I would call severe shifting takes place against left-handed batters uh, in particular. But, yes. Well, you know what? It's kind of like when you're talking about the shifting, and I'll get off the baseball okay. talk. Uh, there are times I've been to games that I cannot tell which one is the second baseman yeah. or which is the shortstop right. the, these because days, how yeah. like wait a minute, you know, I'm trying to score yeah. and try yeah. to, you know, okay, is that such and such person's out there? It really is. It's like it gets oh, confusing. It is, and it, I think really a. It's not glamorous to bunt. Right. It's I not glamorous. I think everyone wants to see the home runs. They I, want to see the grand slams. They want those. I don't know. I just think that they've missed it, a part of it. That's, well, I, it's a I shame just, for me. I, I love the, the bunting aspect of the game. I and, and I love, and I can't say love, but I think it's part of the game to have the pitchers Come up to bat. Yes. I, I really strategy. and truly do. Yeah. They, you know, they uh, should do that more yeah. and more because people, they don't expect it. Right. I but mean, you, think about that. But you're taking all a lot of the strategy Correct. out of the yes. game because the managers don't have to make that decision. I mean, let's say your team is down a run or two in the sixth inning. 
uh, say it's a three to two game or a two to one game, and your pitcher is pitching well, right? But you need a hit if you get guys on base, you know. So you have to make the decision whether to leave the usually weak hitting pitcher, uh, you know, let him bat and continue in the game, right. or do you send up a pinch hitter at that time because you have men in scoring position and you could possibly right. take the lead right. or tie the game right. with the better hitter right. uh, at the plate in theory. But now you nope. see a lot of the strategies already been stripped from baseball is very little bunting. And, uh, you know, the, the strategy element now has really dwindled it has. Uh, in, the, in the game of baseball. Oh. It really has. And uh, it's even going to dwindle more when they, uh, you know, make the uh, des- the universal designated hitter rule, which is, I think, happening uh, for the 2022 season. If, in fact, there they is have a, season. a 2022 I know. season. They yeah. haven't talked. What did I just listen? I heard on the radio just yeah. uh, on my way over here yeah. that they're, what, it's been how many? 60-plus days now. Yes. Yeah, over 60 days the of the lockout. spoken. Right. 60 days. Two, over two months. By the time you're hearing this show, folks, uh, players and coaches and managers aren't allowed to communicate. Yeah. Hey, I want to go down to spring training, and is it even going to happen? Uh, probably not. Probably oh. not. Uh, or at least if it does, it's going to be extremely late in, in 2022. But Hey, it, I didn't mean to talk baseball, th- th- folks, It's okay. It's okay. But I remember when you telling me you you and your mother listened to uh, the Red Sox. Yes, yes. And, on, on the farm in, in, uh, in New Hampshire? In, no, Vermont. In, in Vermont. In Vermont. Oh, in Vermont. Okay. Yes. And, uh, and at the time, I know the broadcaster was Kurt Gowdy. Yes. Legendary. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And uh, her, her favorite player was? Dalton Jones. Yeah, that's Dalton what you told me. Jones. No, it was. And, and then, it, and then, and then, yes. what, what, what did we find out? We found out recently uh, in talking with Rico Petroselli. Yes. That Dalton Jones and Rico were roommates, were roommates on the road. Yes. So, there, so there's another thing you don't see in baseball <laughs> yes, anymore. These guys don't share rooms yes. with anybody anymore. At least guys on their team, uh, they might they might have roommates, but they're not guys on their team. They all have individual rooms Correct. now. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's true, and it's how weird it was, the just in conversation. And yeah. in fact, I felt bad when I was telling that story to Rico because it wasn't Rico that I said was my mom's favorite. <laughs> it was Dalton Jones. It was Jones. his roommate, Dalton yes. Jones, who would have had incredible numbers. Dalton Jones always hit well in Detroit because Detroit had a very short porch that uh, hung over the right field stands. So they down the line in Detroit, uh, it was like 325 feet, but then there was an upper deck that hung out a little bit, like 10 or 15 feet. Really? Yeah. And that's the porch? And, and that's the porch that they had in Detroit. And Dalton wow. Jones uh, hit many home runs when he had the opportunity uh, into that upper deck in Detroit. But if yes. he had been a Tiger, uh, he, he might have been in the Hall of Fame. Who right. knows? Uh, but I, I remember <laughs> other left-handed batters like Yaz and Fred Lynn uh, always loved going to Detroit because of that right field porch wow. at uh, old Tiger Stadium. Of course, that's that's gone now. They're, they have Comerica Park, which is a, a nice park in Detroit. But uh, you know, the charm of old Tiger Stadium uh, is gone. We're allegedly uh, talking yes. <laughs> talking movies and showbiz here today with uh, our, our guest. Our, our, yeah, I guess so. I, I'll take the blame. Uh, resident flick chick, uh, Kitty Ray, 
And uh, we'll talk about some movies that she has seen and specials and, and Netflix stuff when we continue, Kale and Company. Here on AM 1450 WKXL 103.9 in the Capital Region, 101.9. Our new big signal in Manchester. The show presented by WeedFamilyAutomotive.com. Welcome back. It is Kale and Company, and our guest on the show is Kitty Ray, our resident flick chick. And most of the uh, first portion of this program was... Spent talking uh, a little baseball. Sorry. But, but you know, since we're on that topic <laughs> yes. uh, of baseball, okay. do you have a favorite all-time baseball movie? Now, I know I'm putting oh, you on the spot you here. Are. Because, uh, you know, oh my because gosh. there are so many out there. And, you know, a lot of people say uh, you know, Field of Dreams is, is their favorite yeah. or the uh, Major League. The Natural is yeah. another good one with yes. Robert Redford. And, Correct. Uh, great cast in, in that movie, and there have been so many good ones. Uh, the Pride of the Yankees, the Lou Gehrig story. Yes. Uh, so many. Uh, do you have a favorite? Well, you know what? I actually, uh, gosh, I do like, obviously, movies and baseball. The A League of Our Own. Yeah. Oh, well. I do. I do like that, and every time I see it on TV, I will watch it. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's two minutes left in it. I know right. how it ends. I still will see it and sing along <laughs> at the end. Um, I can't even sing along at the end because I'm crying. Oh, I know. And you know what's coming. You know what's coming. You but do. you still you do. cry about it. And I do. Yes. The, uh, you know, it's such a great movie, and uh, Tom Hanks is terrific in yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that, that character uh, was uh, based on the great Jimmy Fox. Yes. He was a Hall of Famer. And managed in that all-American women's professional Correct. baseball league in the 40s when the war was going on, uh, World War II. And uh, so that was based on his life. What was his name? Jimmy Duggan, uh, something yeah, like that. Like Jimmy Duggan. Uh, it began with a yeah, D, you're right. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but, not Duggan. But, um, but it was such a great movie. I mean, John Lovitz is in it. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then uh, Gina Davis. Gina Davis, who went to New England College. Oh, really? In Henniker. Oh, yeah, yeah. and Madonna, and, Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. I mean, there yeah. was uh, a lot. Terrific, I even, terrific cast. Really, and, and the... You know, it's just not because it's about women in baseball. It's it just shows, though. You know, they just pulling people, help people come together for the yeah. uh, for the good of the country. Even though some people were out fighting, yeah. You know, fighting the wars. And, some people were. Yeah. Uh, many of their husbands uh, were in, you know involved in, in World War Two, and you know yeah. there was one scene where uh, one of the players uh, got noticed that her husband had died in, in the war. Yeah. You know, and uh, there are so many touching moments. Yeah. And so many funny moments in, in that movie as well. There's no crying in baseball. That's right. I mean, and how many times since then has that been used, <laughs> I right? I know. <laughs> huh? I mean, it's a classic line, you it know? It is. It is. It's like, you can't handle the truth. That's you know? right. That, That's that right. one, you know, and so many That's other right. lines. But Exactly. Is that you, Tom Cruise? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, The Natural, I did like The Natural. Natural was great. Yeah, yeah. I did like that one. So I think I like both of those. I don't yeah. know. Maybe A League of... Its own is probably my favorite. If you made me like say, okay, what? Just pick one. But the natural, I I did like, I really liked it. And when I yeah. first started watching it, it really was just for Robert Redford. Yeah. 
not for the love of baseball. However, yeah. uh, but I think an all-round one would be a league of its own. A field of, is it a field of dreams? Yeah. Build it, they will field come. Of dreams, yeah. 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 Yes. That one, too, is was a pretty good. It was very good. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty uh, yeah, good. It's tough, tough to choose, but... Uh, uh, you I, know, I, but then you have Sandlot. Yeah, oh, yeah. Movies like that, oh, too, absolutely. folks. They're, they're I mean, great. there's a lot of them out there. Bad News Bears. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. so many out there. I watch those with my kids. And um, and more recently, uh, 42. Exactly. Oh, that was Robinson awesome. Story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was pretty awesome. I think the only problem I had with that one, the 42, mm -hmm. was that it was a rather, what I think anyway, having read a couple of books about Jackie Robinson and what he had to go through mm -hmm. when he first came to the big leagues in 1947. I think it was a rather homogenized yeah. version of it. Yeah. Because what he had to go through, I think, it was, a, was lot. a lot tougher yeah. it was a lot. than what the movie yeah. made it out to be. Yeah, a little yeah. glamour. I mean, it was a good movie and good, you know, history and what have you, but I don't think it was as gritty as it could have been. Yeah. Chadwick yeah. Boseman, wasn't yeah. he? Was, yeah. 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 He was Jackie. Yeah. And he, uh, you know, he has, he passed away uh, Last, after that. And, uh, you know, and uh, he was in a lot of other movies yeah. as well. Yeah. But, uh, okay. So we talked about right. the baseball movies. <laughs> but we might as well segue. Hey, let's, yes. Uh, while, while we have an opportunity into uh, one football movie I that I know. know you recently I saw. I did. And thank you for that segue because, yeah. uh, <laughs> And this one is the American underdog. And so this is football, and it is the one that is the story of Kurt Warner. And, you know, how he was uh, the first undrafted quarterback and uh, to play in the NFL. Yeah, and or at least the Super Bowl, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. well, yes. And, the, yeah. and in fact, yeah. the first Super Bowl, and they won it. Yeah. So not not the first Super Bowl. No, but, no, yeah. no. But the first season, right. That he was in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. I mean that is unreal. As an undrafted quarterback, I, right? Yeah. To yeah. win the Super Bowl and be the MVP. Yeah, I mean that. It's just. It a, was amazing. It, it is. Uh, I think sometimes that kind of is uh, not swept under the rug, but I I, I don't think uh, many people think when they think of the great quarterbacks. In the National Football League, how many times does your mind go to Kurt Warner? Right. Not no, you're often. right about that. Not very often. Correct. Right. And uh, and uh, he really had a significant impact, obviously, on the then St. Louis Cardinals. Right. Yes. Right. Uh, St. Louis Rams, I Rams. should say. Rams. Because they, they were the Cardinals at one time. Yeah. Uh, well, he played uh, for the card. Didn't he play for the Cardinals? Yes, Arizona as well? Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, but he played for the St. <laughs> Louis Rams when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Which one? It was so well, Super Bowl thirty four. That's right. Yeah, Super Bowl thirty four. And, and they beat the Tennessee Titans. There you go. Yeah, and I too, Mr. Kale, did some research. Yes, you did. I, not that I re. Uh, well, I did watch it. Yeah. I did watch. I watch every Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, and they. It was in the season of. Uh, well, it was in. January thirtieth, two thousand. Yeah, and uh, they played but it them was a, a lot earlier back then. Folks. They did yeah. well. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And now we're like three weeks behind or something. Yeah. But uh, no, it was yeah, a um, it was a great Super Bowl. Yeah. And in fact, I'm trying to remember if I saw. I think it was. I don't know if it was uh, Christina Aguilera who was this the uh, halftime. Usually, I even remember the halftime yeah. performers. But, um, yeah, no, it was this movie, American Underdog, definitely uh, wasn't just about him playing football. It was 
his challenge, his family, his faith uh, in getting him there and, and truly never giving up, right. never giving up on your dream. Because it would have been very easy for him to do so. Correct. Yeah. People were telling him, oh, forget it, Kurt. You know, you made it as far as you did. And, yeah. and, and even in, in high school. Um, but, um, no, it was, uh, it was very inspiring. And, very uh, inspiring. and really, uh, he, part of the reason he was in the NFL in the first place was uh, his performance in arena football. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah, and, yes. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, that kind of, uh, you know, he had, a, he had a, you know, pretty good college career, but not great. I mean, not good enough to get drafted, obviously. Right. Uh, and then uh, someone who knew him that was involved in arena football, a coach, uh, kind of recruited him to play on an arena football league team had success there, and then ultimately uh, wound up with the St. Louis Rams. And, you know, uh, the rest, as they say, is history. history. Yes. Football history. So if you get a chance to see that, and I don't know if it's in the theaters uh, anymore, but uh, American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story. And uh, how would you now, now, as you know, if you've heard any of these (laughs) broadcasts before, Kitty Ray rates her movies by boxes of cor- uh, popcorn, one box of popcorn being pretty bad, five uh, being very, very good. So where would you rate this uh, movie, American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story? Well, I think based because it's a true story and the underdog, I'm going to give it a five. I mean, wow. it definitely is a movie that I would see. I mean, it's very inspirational. And in today's movies, um, we don't really see that that often. And it's um, and again, hey, I love sports and uh, and how you and how you never want to give give up. So I would say a five, Ken. And I actually saw it on. Um, I went into the theaters. I did see this in the theater, and there was a pretty good crowd in there uh, for this movie. Yeah. And um, think, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, it, it's. I guess it's all relative. Pretty good crowd. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was over ten. Yeah. Over ten. Ten uh, attendees. Um, but um, it's a little under two hours, so it's not incredibly long to sit through. But you won't want to get up. I no, mean, you won't. No, no. It, it is worth five boxes of popcorn. All right, Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. I just uh, looked this up. Uh, gave it a 75%. Mm. Now, the audience, the audience who was surveyed uh, about this movie, gave it an 88%. Whoa, see, yeah. I'd be us folks, okay? Yeah. Yeah, I, I love the movie, and it was terrific. And check it out. I'm sure it'll be on uh, one of the platforms in the not-too-distant future right. if it isn't already. Correct. Uh, because it, it's a movie really the whole family can watch. It's really uh, inspiration for, you know, for anybody, really, that, uh, you know, is thinking about giving up their dream. Don't. Never do give it do up. Do it, right. It's, it's never too late to do something great, folks. That's right. Never too late. Now, I heard uh, uh, a few days ago, that there's a movie now out on Netflix. I don't believe it's in uh, the uh, the theaters, but it's on Netflix. And it is called Home Team. Home Team is the uh, name of the movie. And uh, it's all about the year that the former, now, head yeah. coach of the New Orleans State, Sean Payton, was suspended uh, without pay for the 2012 season for... Uh, targeting certain opponents and putting a bounty on those opponents. And, you know, it was a big scandal back 
in 2012. And he, he, along with others in the NFL, were suspended for the entire season. So what did they do? What did, what did uh, Sean Payton do anyway? Sean Payton coached his son's uh, sixth grade football team. Wow. Yeah. Hey, I wonder if they won. I'll have to check out. Oh, yeah, I don't know. That. I haven't I'm seen I'm going to Google that. I haven't, haven't seen the movie yet. But oh. it's home team, and it's Kevin James playing the role oh, that's right. of Sean Payton. You know what? I saw that last night. The previews on Netflix. Yeah. And I kind of was looking for something to do because there really wasn't a lot of sports <laughs> on TV. But um, I'm going to check that out. When I'm on next time, I want... We need to chat about this. Oh, we this. will. We definitely will. And We're... you know who I... Did you see who the producer was? I did. Yes. Adam Sandler. Manchester's own. Yes. 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 And Kevin James and Adam Sandler often. And who else is in uh, it? What's his name? Schneider. Snyder. Oh. What's his name? I forgot his name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot his first name. It's not John. No, that's, no, some, that's somebody no, else. No, that's Dukes of Hazzard. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. I forgot. Right. Ron... No, what, what is his name? Schneider, yeah. come on, help me, folks. He was with uh, them in the Water Boy. Yeah. Uh, and oh gosh, what is his name? Rob. Rob Schneider. Okay. I think okay. it's Rob. I think you're Rob right. Schneider. I think you're right. Schneider. Yeah, but he's yes. he's always part of uh, yes. Adam Sandler movies. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. for sure. But anyways, I do want to see that. All right. Yeah. It's called Home Team. It's Home on Team. Netflix. And All right. Kevin James, as the recently retired, but not for long, I don't think. Uh, Sean Payton, yes, who I think will ultimately, now it may not be next year, folks, but will ultimately wind up Where? as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Why do you say that? Uh, I think that's the Is kind it, I, of splash that, uh, well, I think I think Sean Payton, Payton would like to coach the Cowboys. Okay. And I think it's the kind of splash that the, the owner, Jerry Jones, would like to make. Has he fired his current coach? No, not yet. Mike, oh, okay. Mike McCarthy is still yeah. there, but is a very uh, he's teetering. Let's say he's teetering, teetering. after teetering. what took place yes. uh, in the postseason I know. for the Dallas Cowboys, who have who have won. Now, believe it or not, since the Patriots have won their six Super Bowls, uh, and the first one was back in uh, 2021, the 2021 season or 2020 season. 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Two thousand and one. Two thousand and one. I'm sorry. Two thousand and one. Right. And the game was actually played in two thousand two uh, against the St. Louis Rams. Right. Because of all that, teams. And we're talking just right after uh, this American underdog. Uh, uh, right. Super right. Bowl thirty four. A couple of years removed. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. Wow. So anyway, uh, yeah. And since the Patriots have won their six Super Bowls. The Dallas Cowboys have won three playoff games. That's it? That's it. Wow. Three playoff games. Whoa. Hey, I know yeah. how much that really breaks your heart, too, because you're oh, a yeah. huge, I know you're a huge uh, Dallas fan. Yeah. You, you <laughs> Folks, you know I'm kidding. You planted right? firmly in your <laughs> cheek when you <laughs> yes. say that. Yes. Well, and also, uh, uh, folks, I actually, because I lived in Northern Virginia for many years, and I've always been a Patriots fan. Oh, my God, listen to us. We're digressing now to football. Yeah. Sorry. But um, I had uh, would watch and go to many. At that time, it was the Washington Redskins. Yes. And they will always be to me. But Yes, okay. I know. Yeah. But, uh, and we never cheered. You would never 
be a fan of the Dallas Cowboys. Of course not. No, no. If you were in burgundy and gold, you would not be a Dallas fan. So, Ken, you and I totally agree on that. Absolutely. Me for other reasons, but, uh, you know, uh, (laughs) I won't go into those now because it would take a dissertation that would last longer than this program because uh, we have to take another break here. Kenny Ray, our resident flick chick, is here. I haven't said it wrong once today, folks. And uh, we will be uh, right back here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, presented by Weed Family Automotive, located in downtown Manchester, right next to, you know, where Marshalls is on Store Street, at 124 Store Street in Concord, weedfamilyautomotive.com. Welcome back. It is Kale and Company. And uh, we don't have a whole lot of time oh, gosh. left. How much time we, do we, we have? Home, so we have about nine nine minutes oh, to go. Okay, something cool. something like that. I promise uh, to talk movies. Uh, uh, okay, I, it's been my fault that you've been no, diverted I, no, from okay. your from your <laughs> function here. But uh, we've had fun <laughs> talking about baseball movies, uh, football movies. Yes, uh, you name it. I, I know uh, you are very sad to hear of the uh, the death. I can't say untimely yeah. because she was 99 years old but every everybody was pulling for Betty White to make it to 100 I know. and fell just uh, a weeks. couple of weeks shy yeah. 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 yeah yeah but nonetheless a a documentary that was scheduled to run what was it January 17th which it was to be her 100th right. birthday and uh, cinemas around the country correct on that day ran a Betty White documentary, and I know you attended. You know I did. I would not miss this. And it's actually it's uh, titled Betty White, 100 Years Young. Yes. A birthday celebration. And in fact, the local theaters that ran it, uh, instead, you know, they said, no, we chose to do this because it was more like a tribute. A celebration. Yeah, really? a celebration. Because and as it said, what a life. What a life. Yeah. And you know what? And, and I, this is not a, a um, pun or anything, but we previously talked about never giving up on American Underdog. And it's like Betty White. I mean, that woman, I mean, she lived to, I mean, really almost to 100. That yeah. woman act, was like, she never gave up. Not that she had to, but it was like, you know, you live your life till its fullest until yeah. the very moment. And she did. I cannot, I don't know if there was any other, I can't think of any other, you know, celebrity or uh, person out there on the spotlight that has done that. But uh, yeah, this celebration was, uh, it was actually, um, it was only about an hour, maybe a little over an hour and a half. But uh, it had many, it had snippets from when she uh, was on the game show. Password. Password. That's where she met her husband, yeah. Al- Alan Lund. Yes. I, you know, I always wanted to be the guy that said, the password is integrity. You mean you or, were not that guy? I wasn't that guy. Oh, no. I, I, but I always wanted to be that guy. Yes. You know, and her, <laughs> <laughs> you could still do it. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what, Ken? As long as you're having fun, just do it. That's right. Just Maybe, do it. You ought to be having fun. You right? ought to be. Oh, my gosh. You ought to be. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, just think about her career, though. They talked about eight decades uh, of being on TV. And she was like one of the first. And still going strong. Correct. uh, Yep. uh, What uh, that last show she was in, what was it? Something about Cleveland, right? Yeah, Yeah. hot. 
Hot in Cleveland. Hot in Cleveland. Yes. Hot in Cleveland. Yes. Uh, and, oh, no, and she was so funny. In fact, uh, in a lot of the social media places, they have these snippets of her. And uh, she was she was just hysterical. And, you know, and I think the older you get or the older we get, you can sometimes get away with certain things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think she had some leeway, yeah. She did. That, that others would not have had. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, you know, she was like the, they had, she was like the first woman to uh, produce a sitcom, yeah. Life with Elizabeth. And, in fact, if you go on YouTube yeah. and just Google Betty White to go into, there are so many um, um, movies, not movies, but snippets about her on the TV. Sure, yeah. And, um, Back in the black and white days. And, exactly, uh, yeah. exactly. She, yeah. you know, she was on, if you watched her on Match Game or Tattletale, Hollywood Squares. I mean, she was on Hollywood yeah. Squares yeah. a number of times. Sure, yeah. But then Sue Ann Niven. Oh, yes, on the Mary Tyler yes, Moore show. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you know, and then you can't beat her with the, in the Golden Girls. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's like, oh, gosh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it just kind of it was the whole um, part of her life. And they actually, her, uh, her I don't want to say her secretary, but her administrative assistant actually had posted something. It was like two weeks before her birthday. And um, she th- was thanking everyone. And uh, it was just awesome to see that as yeah. well. Oh, it, really it was. It was yeah. awesome. That. Yeah. But, you know, the other part of that is she was so... Um, big in, in an enthusiast in the uh, animal welfare yeah. advocacy yeah. for, you know, uh, dogs, bears. I mean, uh, just, she just had such a huge heart. Yeah. She, had, she had such a huge heart. Oh, absolutely. And so, she was so funny. And, you know, I hope, because I, I saw it too, and I hope that uh, they put it on one of the uh, cable platforms. There were so many, and uh, for those who did not have an opportunity to see it, on, on just that day, I mean, it was only on the 17th of Correct. January that Correct. the theater showed this uh, documentary. So I hope uh, one of the uh, cable uh, channels or uh, yeah. pay-per-view channels yes. or, you know, Netflix or HBO yeah. puts one it on. One of those on streaming or, will have Yeah, it. somebody. There's so many out there. I mean, these days I can't keep track of them. But at any rate, I'm glad you can and uh, are able to report to us about uh, these movies and, and documentaries. And I know you want to touch on a couple more, uh, but uh, we have to take our final break okay. here and uh, tell everybody you're listening to Kale and Company. Kitty Ray is our guest, our resident flick chick here on WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, 101.9 FM in the Manchester area, presented by Weed Family Automotive. Welcome back. We have a couple of minutes left, okay. and that's about it. I wanted to ask you about something okay. because... Um, HBO slash, what is it? HBO, Cine- uh, Max uh, and H- Plus. HBO Max mm-hmm. Plus, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have resurrected Sex in the City. And I know back when it was, uh, you know, on, <laughs> on TV on a regular basis that uh, you and uh, many millions of others watched it on a regular basis. So how does this version of Sex in the City compare to uh, what you saw when it was out originally. <laughs> well, Ken, first of all, I'm going to say this real quick. I'm going to laugh because you did tell me that you were going to bring something up about Netflix. And to be very honest, I thought you were going to talk about the Queen's Gambit. Oh, yeah. However, <laughs> so let's talk about sex. And I'm laughing because, okay, Sex in the City. I am one that watched every episode of the original Sex in the City 
which was on HBO back like in in the late 90s. I watched it, everyone, and actually I have all the discs. Really? All the seasons? Yeah. yeah. I do. And I I watched all the movies and I do not like it as much as I did the original, but I think it's kind of funny because they're in their 50s now. Yeah. And not, are they talking about relationships and New York and Manhattan? They're talking about hip replacements. <laughs> They're talking about hearing aids. Someone had a death of a spouse, teenage children. Um, maybe, you know, it, it's a little different, but maybe I'm different too, you know, from like 20 years ago. But I'm still watching it. So um, I like it. Yeah. I don't like it as yeah. much as the first one, but uh, it's good. I'm going to continue watching it. All right. So Sex in the City. Yeah, on HBO on Max. HBO Max. Max. Yes. HBO Max. Yes. Uh, one of these days, I'll get all these platforms straight. Uh, <laughs> then I, they'll change. Uh, <laughs> and then they'll change. Yeah, they're changing all the time. Yes. All right. Well, Kitty Ray, always oh. great to have you with us. Thank and, you. And, and I love that you're having me here. I know we get here. sidetracked, but that's what this show is all about. Side- Please have me back before next year. We, we will. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. <laughs> thank you, Kitty Ray. Thank and you. Uh, thank you for listening to this edition of Kale and Company. Presented by Weed Family Automotive on WKXL and nhtalkradio.com.